Hi everyone. Right. Um, <laughs> thank you. Um, right. Um, I'm Gary Whitten. Um, more of a designer than a programmer, just to kind of make it clear. So when you're asking questions later on, anything script-based, like computer language-based, you'll get a very blank expression. Um, so I'm just going to do a very basic intro to um, Blender 3D, which I've sort of recently started learning the game engine side of it. Um, and the weird thing I found with it was, I mean, if I don't know who's experienced Blender so here, but I found that everything up to the game engine was quite hard to learn. The interface, um, textures, animation, a lot of it was very tricky to learn. But once I got onto the actual game engine part of it, it was relatively straightforward. Um, so I'm going to show you a game that I've kind of been putting together in the last few days. Um, and then basically just go through how I put it together. Um, okay, so with any luck, oh hang on, uh, make it sort of full screenish. Okay, um, this isn't the best game in the world, but um, essentially this was really just to kind of show you what you could put together comparatively quickly. Um, without actually needing to have a load of um, <coughs> programming experience or sort of that sort of thing. So bear with me. Uh, now the wee robot there um, basically is... Oh! <laughs> now if I actually fell off here, I was going to design it so that it tells you, you know, it says you lose or something like that, but I hadn't got that far. So I'm going to make it to the end of this very long game here, and uh, because I haven't actually programmed the win thing either, <laughs> it kind of goes a bit pear-shaped. Okay, so that's the game, obviously not amazing. I'll, tell you, I'll show you what happens if you fall off as well. Um, there we are. Um, now, obviously this is pretty, sort of reasonably simple. Um, if you actually, you know, have more time and know what you're doing, you can produce something a lot better than this. Um, and when, once you kind of get to the limits of what you can do in the game, it allows you to use scripts, uh, Python scripts, um, to do much more kind of complex stuff, um, which I'm starting to look at. And it's obviously scripting is never going to be totally straightforward, especially if you're not from a programming background, but with that in mind, it looks reasonably accessible, and there's a lot of tutorials and things that you can look at on the net, especially on the um, Blender's own website. Um, and having had a look at that, um, it seems yeah, it seems quite accessible. Okay, right. So what I'm going to do is um, what I've just shown you there. I'm going to take out all the kind of um, not programming, but all the kind of um, camera moves, the movements of the model and everything else, and start it from the beginning. So all I've got is a set and no actual interaction. Um, so what I have to do first is select the, the model here. Oh, now. now. First I've got to open the scene where it's not already done. That would be a better idea. Right, 
Okay, so I select the model. Um, and this little icon here, I don't know if you can see it, yeah, that wee icon there, that's the game logic icon. Um, so when you want to kind of make something interactive in the game, you simply click on that panel and then um, that takes you to where you do it. So what you've got here are sensors, controllers and actuators. Uh, they're known as logic bricks and you basically link one thing to another to another. Um, so, and once you've done that, so I'll just show you actually. If I click on sensors, I'll add one there. Now the wee, the wee character's called Robo there, so if I did a sensor, I'm going to set it to keyboard, if I can find it. There we are. Okay, and I'll be honest, I don't know what a lot of these things do. Target, log, no idea. All I know is you click on that, the key thing there, press a key, and that's, that's it set up. Um, link it up to the controller, and then create uh, an actuator, which actuators are basically what does the thing. Um, so this is set to motion at the moment. You've got a load of other things that do crazy stuff, some of which I understand and some I don't. Sound effects, um, cameras, constraints, that kind of thing. But I'm going to use motion and I'm going to set it to move forward. Now, I know from previous experience it's this one here on the, the y-axis. Um, essentially with this stuff, um, the way I learnt was just by trying things out, getting it wrong but seeing what happens and you know, uh, if you've got a more mathematical approach then you'll do this a whole lot faster. Okay, so, now hopefully when I press P, which switches the um, program to game mode, basically you can try out the game within the program. You don't need to load it up or anything or any compiling or that nonsense. You just basically press P and it goes straight into the game thing. Now, let's see. Oh, it helps if I press the right button. There we are. So I've got the character moving forward. The camera doesn't follow him because I've taken that out of it. Okay. Um, so I'm going to make him go away a bit faster. Minus 10. There we go, that's a wee bit more like it. Okay, um, so now I'm going to add a couple more um, to make it so that you can actually turn left and right. Uh, there we go. So, again, going from experience, I know that's um, angle velocity right, so minus. Five. It's always quite fun when you get the numbers wrong and things spin around manically. Um, okay, and I should set this to be keyboard and the left key. Okay, let's try that. Okay, so I've got that wrong. I need to put, basically make the, the number I've put in here uh, the opposite. So instead of minus 0.5, it should be just 0.5. Okay. There we are. Okay. Uh, maybe make it a bit faster. So I'm just going to do the same for the right hand side. Uh, add, add. Now obviously this starts to get starts to look quite complicated, but you can actually 
sort of hide all these numbers and things so that you can see better what you're doing. Um, right, set that to keyboard and right down. Okay. Okay, at the side of these numbers, you'll notice there's a little L there. Um, basically, what's that? what that's for is um, whether the movement that you're applying is applied locally or globally, which in real terms means if you um, want something to, um, to sort of go left, is it the character's left or is it you know, left in terms of like north, south, east, west kind of thing. So um, you can essentially just click that off and on. Um, a good example of when you might use that is um, if you're wanting a ball to roll and then you're wanting it to go forward. So um, if you set it to local, what will happen is you'll have it go spinning round and it'll keep trying to go forward in whichever direction it's rolling in, um, if that makes sense. So if you set it to global, then it'll just go forward in whatever direction you said. So it'll keep rolling and go in that direction. Okay, let's see if this works. Uh, I think I want that to be local. Okay. Alright, so that's kind of working. The rotation's too slow. So I'm going to speed it up to maybe minus 5 and 5. There we are. So as you can see, I mean, it doesn't take ages to get something like that working. Um, I mean, obviously, if it's the first time you've played about with it, you'll need to take a wee bit of time to get used to the layout. But as far as kind of putting games together is concerned, I can't see how it can get much kind of simpler really. Um, there's lots of other things, I mean instead of setting this to keyboard, let's see the forward thing, I could if I open that up again, um, instead of keyboard I could have it to always, so without touching anything it's always going to move forward um, if you want to make life a little bit more Exciting. Oh, that's interesting. I think I've maybe <laughs> got a bit of a problem there. No, that's interesting. <laughs> I actually don't know how it's I think doing you that. Maybe. I didn't know. But yeah, that shouldn't matter. That's just the left and right controls are swapped over. That's interesting. Um, you've got physics settings and stuff like that on it as well. I'm just going to pretend that that's all okay. <laughs> <laughs> and what I'm going to try and do now is to set the camera to follow um, the character. Um, now anyone who's played a lot of 3D games will know that, or tried to make 3D games will know how hellish it is to try and get a decent camera working. And it's no exception here, it's just still <laughs> just as difficult. Um, but to get a camera doing something like what you want, again, isn't too bad. So I'm just linking the sensor to the controller, to the actuator. I think this middle bit here, the controller, um, you can use that to um, 
sort of control how certain actions happen. When you start to get more complex stuff, say you want two things to happen before like a, an explosion goes off or something like that, then I think that's what the controller's for. You can add lots of things to that controller and it won't do anything until it gets all these different sort of parameters happening. Um, but I mean, to be honest, I've not really played about with that much at all. Um, okay, so the camera. Now, I don't want it to move um, this time, so I'm going to try and set it to actually follow the um, follow the wee robo guy. So I set it to camera, and this bit here, OB, that's that's the object you want it to follow. So the object is robo. What's quite nice about this is um, if you're trying to link something, like say I'm, at the moment I'm trying to link this camera to the object. If the object doesn't exist, or if it's got a different name, it won't let you put that the, the name in. It'll just remove it instantly, so you know right away that you've typed something in wrong. Um, okay, now let's see if I can get these numbers right. If I get these numbers wrong, then it's going to spin about all over the place. Uh, now, I don't totally understand what these are doing. I think what this min is, min and max is the kind of minimum distance and maximum distance that the camera follows the object, but I've not totally got to grips with it. Um, so I'm just guessing it. And the height is just actually the, the height that the camera floats above the model. So if you want to have a really low angle, you just set it to something like, I don't know, two. Let's give that a try. Okay, there we are. That's a nice low angle for him. Let's see if uh, the logic, if the, oh, the physics is still not working. <laughs> okay. Um, so we'll set the height a bit more. Right, there we are. That's quite strange. I don't know how that's, that's working. There we go. So, I mean, as you can see, I mean, this hasn't taken me very long. Obviously, it's not very good, but... Um, it just shows how kind of quick you can put something together and if you actually spend the time you could get something a lot better looking than this. Um, seeing as I've got through that stuff I'm going to see if I can show you one or two other bits and pieces I've done. Um, There's another neat function that this the the engine can do, which I'll hopefully get time to show you as well. But first of all, is this? Um, this is basically just me trying to do a kind of underwater scene um, with little bubbles floating up from from sort of down below. Um, and essentially, how that's working is that the I've got like two kind of invisible boxes at the bottom and I've set it up so that they move randomly um, sort of along two different axes so they, they go left and right kind of like that and then they go up and down like that and every half second or so they create a bubble and the bubble's got its own fit, sort of its own logic which tells it which tells it to just constantly float up and um, it's got a kind of random thing to make the bubbles kind of wobble about a wee bit um, and again, I mean that was reasonably straightforward to do. Um, once you know, once you start playing about, you go, oh, 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 that does that. Okay, well maybe I can add this or or use it for that. 
and a lot of the time it does actually work straight away. Um, okay. And again, I've just essentially what I've done with this is applied the same kind of controls to that I used to the, for the Wii robot, and just applied them to the camera instead, um, so that you can kind of fly around. Um, you can also do lots of other things, like say these bubbles. Say you wanted to change them to something else, um, then there's a there's a function for that, which is reasonably straightforward. I managed to get the t to change them into wee skulls. But I can't remember what file I saved it as, so I can't show you that. Um, okay, and then the other, the one complicated thing in all this is the water there, um, which is this is a, a video texture. So what I've done is I made basically I got a video of just just water and then um, applied it onto this this sort of plane. Um, now. The game engine itself doesn't have a function that allows you to just do that easily. Um, this is using a script which I downloaded because I wouldn't have a clue how to do it myself. Um, and I'll maybe just show that to you. Let's see. Script, scripts. Okay. Um, basically, scripts allow you to do much more complex things um, because. Essentially, as you've seen, it's kind of fairly easy to kind of connect things up and make stuff work. Right. Um, but once you start doing anything moderately complicated, you'll just get loads and loads of these logic break things. So a script would allow you to kind of make it a lot simpler. Um, now, here we are. So what happens here is... Um, the script, the, the way you actually get a script to work is you um, link up a sensor as you would normally do and then instead of going to a controller and then an actuator you actually just go to this script here um, Python um, but yeah, that starts to get complicated anyway, I think that's pretty much everything um, so has anyone got any questions? That aren't too complicated. <laughs> this yep. is run on all operating systems. Yes, well, pretty much all the main ones anyway. I mean, this is running on Mac. Um, it runs on Linux and Windows. Um, it's updated quite fairly regularly. The next one they're doing, the next update apparently, is to actually make it the interface a bit easier to use. <laughs> so if you have used Blender, you'll know what a godsend that'll be. Um, anything else? How long have you been? Um, Blender, as in the, the program I've been using for, must be about a couple of years. The game engine I've been playing about with for a couple of months. Um, and the, the thing was that because everything else was really hard to learn, because I was using it for animation originally, everything else was really hard to learn, I thought, there's no way I'm going to learn the game engine. It's just going to be too complicated. I mean, you know, the animation was hard, so just imagine how hellish the game will be. Um, but what turned me around was um, seeing a, there was a tutorial on, I think it was on the Blender website, and it showed you how to kind of create a, basically a table and a bunch of objects and have a ball rolling about knocking the objects, you know. And so, you know, the kind of physics and everything were already sorted out. 
And to do that, I mean, okay, it's a reasonably simple thing, but to do it was they, they had it on a, just one sheet of A4. And it's like, oh, <laughs> you know, that's not too bad. That's not going to take ages to learn. So from that point, I started playing around, and it, a lot of it really is quite straightforward. The important thing is, is that you just experiment, try things out, you know, just don't be afraid to kind of, you know, connect things up that you don't quite understand and see what happens. Um, because surprisingly, a lot of the things actually do do what you think they're going to do. Um, to give an example of how it can go wrong, I had to use it on a course once. I think I've told you this, but um, mm. I had to do an animation of the moon going round the earth. Mm-hmm. Um, but I did a slightly wrong flick of the mouse, and it actually turned out that it was the moon coming out of the earth, going round <laughs> and smashing into the other side. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so anyway, yeah, that's that's pretty much it. Um, any anything else? Any more questions? Thank you for listening to Hacker Public Radio. HPR is sponsored by Caro.net, so head on over to caro.net for all your hosting needs.